Welcome everyone to 451 Degrees, the anti-censorship podcast on the Unsafe Space Network. I'm Alex Maselli, also known as Alex Fall Trades. And we, yes, that is Markiplier on the uh, thumbnail. And I will get into why we're talking about... Oh, I am sorry about that. I forgot to mute my phone. Um, why I'm talking about him in the first place. So uh, first off, Though Housekeeping, the Satanic Verses Book Club by Salman Rushdie is going to be on September 25th at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's going to be hosted by me and Carter. Um, and we started talking a little bit so far about the book. And uh, I think I'm going to probably have to be the bigger advocate for the book. Um, today's censorship quote is where they have burned books. They will end in burning human beings. Last episode's quote was by Kurt Vonnegut, which leads me to tell you about the October 30th book club, which is going to be Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut, and Juliet is going to be the advocate for that one. So let's talk about the past two weeks of censorship, because, of course, there was a lot of it. Uh, narrative checkers are caveating any cur- criticism on the Green New Deal wearing a... Um, uh, inflation reduction mask. It's not really about inflation reduction. We all know that. Uh, Amazon has blocked the ability to review their new Rings of Power TV show as if that would stop people from talking about how bad it is. And you will hear about more of that from me and Beverly on Thursday on TMR. And then Steven Crowder's YouTube channel was censored again for information YouTube didn't like. But in an epic backfire, this increased his subscriber count on Rumble, because Google loves its competition. Andrew Tate also saw tens of thousands of subscriber count on Rumble after being deplatformed on several social media sites, which I went over on the last episode. I believe in innocent until proven guilty, so I'm still against Tate's cancellation. There's no such thing as hate speech, just speech you hate. But there is such a thing as Tate speech, mostly because that's something Tate made up. And yes, hello, everyone. Yes, you, you got here on time, Anime Moose, and thank you for joining me. And thank you for joining, Eloise. And shocked face, I don't, I don't know how to <laughs> uh, um, reference that otherwise. And Peter Lim. Uh, while YouTube has done a 180 on some of the COVID information they don't like, they haven't let banned channels back in. And it's obvious to me, at least, that what this is, uh, <laughs> that this is because YouTube wouldn't let channels back that they aren't, that aren't willing to follow the current narrative, even if they are right in the first place. Despite updating their rules on COVID, you, YouTube said they're going to censor channels that don't even violate any stated rule about elections, because why the hell not? Why expect a company to actually follow a policy? Tate speech. No, it is it is Tate speech, but that's very funny. Hi, Tom Hancock. Tom Hancock, outlaw. Hello. Took me a moment to unwrap your name. Um, the Google App Store, Google Play, is going to start banning apps with health information they don't like. Because after all, Biden beat pharma, so no need to counter the mainstream narrative about health. It's not as if that narrative has been, that has a long, long, long history of being wrong 
Google Play is already blocking Truth Social because the platform isn't censoring information Google doesn't like enough. There's also rumblings of Google Play working to block VPN apps that would prevent Google AdSense from bombarding Android users with ads to farm money off of them. So yeah, that's, that's unsurprising too. On to Facebook, libs of TikTok got locked out of their Facebook account again. And like any social media platform, Facebook started playing the PR game of hide the responsibility by saying that they had not locked out libs of TikTok and that it was a mistake. We're so sure, yes, definitely. We'll believe that PR for half a second. Facebook executive Nick Clegg complained about the CCP preventing Meta from advertising to the huge Chinese market and wants to act like it's about principles. Again, totally believable. Clegg is also working on election via social media by prepping their censorship of things like the Hunter Biden laptop story, which we all know they actually do. And since 79% of Americans believe that censorship changed the outcome of the election, let me reiterate that this isn't the era of election via social media. Guess the FBI will be giving them tips on what to censor in the coming months, like Zuckerberg admitted to them doing back in 2020. One way that they're going to do this is by letting narrative checkers comment on posts to undermine the believability of those posts without actually checking the veracity of those posts, of course. Hi, Adam. Yes, they do have their thumb. Well, though, I think to some extent, the ruling class and big tech are pretty much one and the same. I don't really think they're separate at this point. The platform, Facebook, has also been censoring actual Republican House representatives for decrying the illegal Biden EO to, spend, to spread the student loan debt to the rest of the American taxpayers. It apparently violates Facebook's community standards to expect personal accountability from people who go to college. This hasn't stopped Republican congressmen from demanding that Facebook hand over documentation of their communications with the federal government over censorship, which we know happened. And then on to Twitter. In a blatant violation of the First Amendment, the New York State Senate has blocked users on Twitter from commenting and viewing their tweets. These, this is obvious and as a violation of First Amendment, and I hope they get sued for it. In addition to being locked out of Facebook, Libs of TikTok was locked out of Twitter, again, mostly because Libs of TikTok showed that a children's hospital was mutilating girls' healthy bodies with the content that the hospital had publicly available. Seems like social vampires hate mirrors as much as fictional vampires. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that, Johnny Boy Quickdraw. How about personal accountability for Senator's sketchy stock trading? Hello, your friend Paul. So now let's talk about what the government has been doing on censorship. There is a new bill in Congress that will cement big tech's love of mainstream media because the government hates indie reporters. Okay, hi, honey. <laughs> that, um, that they can't force to follow the narrative they want. This is supposedly to protect local news companies, but most of those have contracts with big media companies. So don't let this veneer of helping the little guy fool you. This is anti-competitive and non-organic. Good news, everyone. 
the DHS has finally abandoned their information they don't like board because, as everyone told them, it was a violation of the First Amendment. However, the three-letter bureaucracy is still jonesing to violate the First Amendment by flagging information they don't like. They're just not going to be so obvious as to have a board do so. Seriously, though, let's make 1984 fiction again. Yeah, I know. She does have a lot of catitude. She just woke up, and I think that's why. A federal idiot, I mean judge, has stated that citizens need a permit to be able to publish video filmed in a national park. In Is that the case in any other federally owned property? Why would national parks be special? Because National Park Services is a regulatory agency that wants those sweet, sweet permit fees. First Amendment be damned. It just goes to show you that any way the government can make us make or save a buck, a government judge is probably going to say it's fine. <laughs> okay, so you, now you guys are going to throw a bunch of cat puns at me. Uh, give me your best ones. Uh, emails have proven that the federal government violated the First Amendment by telling Facebook and Twitter what to censor on COVID-19 information. Honestly, they already had the feds for the First Amendment violations when the Biden administration held a press conference in July 2021 stating that they wanted social media to censor information because that's already illegal. That was enough. But now there is enough proof to hold several different federal offices accountable. May they all lose their right to ever work for the government again, even as low as a security guard in your local clerk's office. House Republicans are trying to enshrine a previous anti-censorship judicial precedent into law with a bill that would prevent anyone in the federal government from pressuring social media platforms to censor users. It's already illegal for them to do so, but this would make it more illegal, supersized illegal, illegal extra strength. Joking aside, I'm for any bill that supports the First Amendment by making it clearer that asking others to censor is still a violation. <laughs> You're feeling fine. Uh, what came first, cat, tiger, or lion? Mm, tiger? Anime? I don't know. <laughs> Let me know in, in the chat. So let's talk about Markiplier. That's why he's on the thumbnail. YouTube has a huge following of gamers. I'm one of them. Gamers live stream video game content on the platform as well as on Twitch, but edited game content is a huge part of the viewership on YouTube. They know this. They know a large segment of their channels and their viewers are into watching video game content. One of those channels is Markiplier. Mark records his Let's Plays with audio and face camera and his editor, editor Lipsian, creates interesting cuts that end up on YouTube to an audience of 33.5 million subscribers. Mark also works with a bunch of other gaming YouTubers to create content. He is, to be blunt, a YouTube darling. Up until recently, he's found great favor from the platform due to his popularity with the users. Other gaming YouTubers have noticed a cloud of favoritism around Mark and some other YouTubers ha that have allowed Mark to do more risque moves without damaging the monetization of his channel. YouTube Corey Tension, with a respectable 14 million subscribers has said that YouTube moderates gaming content unevenly. When they age restricted his let's play of the Mortuary Assistant, 
but he found other Let's Plays of the game were not, such as Jack Septicai's and Markiplier's Let's Plays of the game. He assumed favoritism, or even racism, might be involved in the difference of moderation, and stated such in a video on YouTube. YouTube's response was to first remove Corey's age restriction. Later, they reinstated it and added one to Mark's Let's Play of the game, and others, like Jacksepticeye's, who has a channel with 28 million subscribers. So both of those YouTubers are bigger than Corey, and neither of them had gotten age-restricted for Let's Play of the same game. Uh, and this follows down. Like, the smaller the channel, the more likely you're going to get hit, probably. Because clearly, YouTube can't even get their act together after the fact, though. The f this un unrestricting his, which he complained about because he he'd already lost most of his viewership for that video the viewers had already come and watched the video. So he wasn't getting any monetization from those views. Most people, when they are when they complain about loss of monetization on YouTube, they're complaining because the first 48 hours is when all those views happen. And if they're not monetized in that period, it's going to hurt them quite a bit. So, so far, none of this is probably all that surprising to you guys. YouTube has been caught limiting views or monetization on indie news channels. So the fact that they are doing this to entertainment YouTubers is not all that shocking. But here's where the story gets more interesting. Jacksepticeye released an awesome video wherein he stated that he knew that YouTube's moderation was uneven with the, within the platform, playing favorites with him, which he's against, noting that smaller channels are being hurt by things he is not damaged by, due to the size of his channel. He has also noticed that content creation has been damaged in the last year on the platform due to vaguer requirements and that everything is more inconsistent than it used to be. Markiplier learned of Corey Extension's age restriction issue and he decided to play an adult themed game called Orc Massage. The name of the video is a direct call out to YouTube's uneven moderation issues. It's called Try Not To Get Age Restricted Challenge. The edited Let's Play involves constant blur effects to excise any content that would get the video age restricted. It's funny and silly and contains no audible swear words nor sexualized content. On purpose. One of the reasons Mark is so popular is his clever presentation of the game content along with Litzian's brilliant editing. Now, this video alone would be enough for me to applaud Mark for standing with his fellow smaller content creators. But what happened next just goes to show that no amount of favoritism by a platform will protect a user. It's your favorite game? <laughs> I've never played Orc Massage. <laughs> YouTube, knowing how big gaming was on their platform, has decided to do, had decided to do this special live stream on gaming and includes some of their most popular gaming YouTubers, including Markiplier and Jacksepticeye. Mark had been working with their marketing team, and he and Lixian, along with a few others, were to create content that featured Jacksepticeye under deadline for the stream, which was uncreatively called Game On. Mark is depicted on thumbnails and in ads for the stream. He posted to his slightly used Twitter account with a nearly 14 million follower account to promote Game On during its premiere on August 27th, tweeting, you guys aren't ready for my section in YouTube Game On. 
Shortly after that tweet, he asked in a follow-up tweet, did YouTube really cut the rest of my segment? And then confirm that they did. Mark did not know prior to the publication of Game On that, his mo that most of his work had been cut from the docket, even though Mark had direct contact with the YouTube team behind Game On. He later went on to publish the content on his own channel, partly because he did not want the work of the others who had been part of it to be for nothing. The live chat had gone nuts upon the brief section of Game On that had included Mark. So with that and YouTube's continued use of Mark on the thumbnail, the platform knows that Mark is a draw. Well, no, it's not advertisers making the rules. That's not how it really works. YouTube makes the rules. Well, YouTube hasn't released any statement as to why they cut the content, though later they told Mark it was for time, which Jack Septicai stated in a second video and explained it wasn't retaliatory. The timing of the cut is, however, suspicious. Mark's video uh, directly before the upload of the cut segment is the age-restricted Let's Play of Orc Massage, but Jacksepticeye's Minecraft section of Game On wasn't cut, despite his much earlier video explaining YouTube's uneven moderation. A lot of commenters have claimed that, it, that the cut of Mark's content was retaliatory. No matter how good Mark's rapport is with YouTube, they may not allow him to point out any flaws in their moderation policy and actions, not without swift punishment. These social media platforms are not our friends. Maybe they could seem like a friend, that one friend that is overly sensitive to any negative feedback in a pseudo borderline fashion. We could have what seems like endless clout with them, but none of that will matter in the face of us criticizing them because most companies now use hate speech as a way of cutting off criticism. This is why there are so many corporate apologists out there. They know that the spigot will be shut off or narrowed if they say one bad thing about a company. I say we keep calling out platforms for uneven censorship because that's what moderation actually is. I have no beef with limiting comments or chats from spam bots. But any amount of silencing people in the name of moderation is wrong. It's purposely vague and definitely a mess, specifically on YouTube. YouTube has many avenues of cutting YouTubers and users off. First, there is the community standards, which are, again, vague and a brilliant attempt at preventing liability issues. Then there is the information they don't like list, which can gig a person for quoting people, but has no issue with mainstream media quoting those same people. If you have a monetized channel, they can claim age restrictions since the disaster wrought by the mainstream news through their adpocalypse campaign, which hurt gaming channels especially. And ironically, videos of people playing Destiny 2 were demonetized while Destiny 2 ads we're running on the platform because it can't make sense. Why would it ever make sense? YouTube could have fought back against adpocalypse. It had the clout, but it didn't because Alphabet cared more about control than they did profit. By allowing adpocalypse to devalue channels through forced ad suitability ratings, 
YouTube was able to set up both automatic, channel-specific automatic, and human-initiated content moderation with the veneer of protecting advertisers' brands. Some YouTube channels see automatic demonetization for content. Other channels do not because YouTube plays favorites. This is obvious to anyone who has paid attention to content creation here. And now it is also clear that YouTube may be willing to be retaliatory to even their most beloved of YouTubers if they criticize the platform's uneven application of rules. I believe this backfired for YouTube. Mark is beloved by his viewers and generally just a good guy. We've seen them drive conservative, libertarian, and homestead voices off the platform. And while they have been poaching Twitch gaming streamers on the regular, they will start to lose non-political channels as well if they keep up with the unprofessional behavior. Uh, Rooster Teeth left years ago because of the unprofessional <laughs> behavior of how they moder moderated content. Uh, they, I believe what happened was they said... YouTube demonetized an old video uh, for a used condom joke. And that was about it for Rooster Teeth. They took off after that. I doubt that Mark is going to call YouTube out further than he did in the tweets. But it would not surprise me if he saw some other limits for those as well. This may be a tipping point for his channel. And I could see other Let's Play content creators, especially smaller ones, taking this as a sign to prep for alternative platforms. If someone is big, as big and as well-liked by YouTube as Markiplier is facing this, it's sure thing it's happening to smaller channels. But what can you do about it? You can tell YouTube through Twitter or on comments on the Game On live stream that what you think and uh, what you think and you can support alternative video platforms. Currently, Rumble is growing at an insane rate due to its strong stance on freedom of speech. There's also Odyssey, which has some pretty great features. And of course, you can support Unsafe Space and 451 Degrees coverage of these topics. Because on YouTube and off it, we're still going to talk about these issues. Yes, uh, that's the other thing they like to do. They like to question the veracity of the people commenting. They'll begin call as uh, Aloise, the viewer says, they'll begin calling comments spam bots. Um, we already know that a lot of different people have used this as a shield against criticism, that any kind of reviews or comments that people receive telling them that they don't like their what they've done, that those are just spam bots. Uh, that's unreasonable for a platform to claim because most platforms could actually see whether or not they are spam bots. Uh, they're not that hard to find, honestly. So it's pretty much dumb. Mm, says there is nothing to stop YouTube buying out Rumble, except for the people who run Rumble saying no. <laughs> That's totally possible. They could on principle say no to them buying them. But uh, that's pretty much everything I had on this topic. Although I was, uh, I will say this about Markiplier and Jack Jacksepticeye. I very much appreciate them talking, speaking out against YouTube and their uneven moderation uh, of content because e 
for channels smaller than them, Jeff Septicai even said he doesn't want to be a favorite. He just wants everything to be transparent. He wants them to be clear about what they're doing. The thing is, though, is that as awesome as it is for him to say that, they want it to be vague by design. I've said this several times before. Um, they, they just, they want the vagueness because then they can pick and choose when they apply it. It makes it a lot easier for them in a court case to protect themselves if the rules are vague. And honestly, I don't think they should be moderating at all. I don't. I don't think that YouTube should be telling people whether or not they can put something on YouTube. Uh, when it comes to um, copyright infringement, uh, I think it needs to be proven that it is copyright infringement before action is taken. Uh, when it comes to porn, it's like, just put an 18 plus on it. Like, I don't care. I, that's not age restriction for ads. That's just, you know, putting an age on it. Uh, but I am not I am not for YouTube's moderation or in its its clandestine moderation through ad suitability. I, I feel like that is just, you know, it's that joke from Rick and Morty. Uh, that's like um, that's censorship with more steps, essentially. Now, principle loses with a lot of people. Mm, but a lot of people do start companies very specifically because they are principled and they want to meet uh, a specific issue. Uh, I do believe that some people are willing to stand up for principles even against money. Like, it happens. Uh, now, is that rumble? I, I don't know. We'll see. Although, I mean, if they last this, you know, next 20 years without doing anything like that, like selling out to YouTube or whatever, then I think we're fine. Uh, I don't think that they would invite people like Crowder if they were planning anytime soon to sell to YouTube, honestly. Uh, yeah, the algorithm, uh, that was another thing that Jack Septicai brought up that I kind of agree with. This last year in YouTube content creation has been more difficult uh, than it has been in the past. There's been less engagement. And honestly, I think it's because YouTube keeps destroying the goodwill of people wanting to watch videos. I do think that has an impact on overall use of YouTube because I've seen people claim that they just don't want to use it anymore, whether or not the people they like are on it. Uh, and that is, that is something that is kind of a problem for YouTube creators. And then the fact that YouTube has been so such a mess, such a mess on whether or not something is bad or good or good to go when it comes to monetization. They they flip flop constantly. Like uh, someone could submit a video, and it'll, it will be tagged for as having a problem for ad suitability, and then they uh, appeal it and someone manually approves the appeal and it goes live. And then not that long later, it is manually demonetized. And these are even, that even happens to people like Jack Septicai. This, it's a serious issue lately that it's not clear that even YouTube's teams are talking to each other about how to moderate content, which is one of the reasons why they just shouldn't do it because they're not doing a good job at it anyway. But 
that's everything I have to say on the topic. Uh, tomorrow at 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, 12 p.m. Eastern time is Rebel Civics. Dangerous Thoughts is going to be at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, TMR is at 4 p.m. on uh, Pacific time on Thursday or 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern. And we are going to be talking about the Rings of Power and probably the Terminal List. And uh, what do you say? Rumble Band, a YouTuber I follow from their website for having bikini babes wearing Dixie Battle flag themed bikinis. I will have to look that up. Yes, uh, right now, unfortunately, uh, YouTube is number one in video content creation. That is absolutely true. Uh, but I, I will look that up, Aloise, the viewer. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'll, I mean, if they're also censoring, I am very curious about that. <laughs> Your friend Paul is also going to look that up. Uh, yeah, it's because if you're going to say that you're an anti-censorship an anti platform, you better mean it. And that means not banning people for a thumbnail you don't like. <laughs> well, you don't have to watch it, Anime Moose. We'll just talk about it. You can hear our opinion if you want. And no need for you to watch Rings of Power. <laughs> Seriously, don't watch it. <laughs> uh, but that's everything I've got going on. Uh, so if you could walk your fingers over to the like, share, and subscribe buttons down over here, I would really appreciate it. Uh, I, I think that really helps us out. And uh, I think, um, it, like, it, it's really awesome when you guys comment, when you guys share something, comment below what you think the uh, censorship quote was. I'll say it again, and then we can roll the credits. Where they have burned books, they will end in burning human beings. Who said it? And you can't, it's kind of hard to look that one up online. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for joining me, and I will see you next time. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. It would be better for your health if you forgot what you just heard. That should be easy for someone of your intelligence. The following co-conspirators are hereby ordered to watch CNN. Experts agree that 87,000 new tax collectors will make inflation feel like less of a problem. I think we can agree that the FBI's track record speaks for itself. If you think about it, only government-sanctioned experts should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. 
Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis Never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.